Please open your Bibles with me to Psalm 46. Amen. This psalm has been a favorite of mine for a number of years, although it's been rivaled recently by Psalm 3. But I hope I can bring a few points out today that would be reminders, but yet convicting to you. Please follow along as I read Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Amen. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. Amen. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, he uttered his voice, the earth melted. Amen. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Amen. There are three main points that I'd like to take out of the psalm this morning. And the first point can be found in verses 1 through 3, 7, and 11. And this point is that we need to be thankful for the refuge we have in our Heavenly Father. This first verse is so precious. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. There is no God like our God who can make that promise. Three times in these verses we are told that God is our refuge, so it would be helpful to know what a refuge is. A refuge is a place where you can hide or get protection from the trouble like described in verses 2 and 3. Throughout the Psalms, the Lord offers us protection. We have in Psalm 18, verse 2, where it says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my strength, and whom I will trust, my buckler, and the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. Or there's Psalm 62, verse 2, which our brother Philip brought back in August, which says, He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. These promises should comfort us and remind us that we have a very present help in trouble and we don't need to go anywhere else. But even more than that, I ask you to look at verse 2 where it says, Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. The psalmist describes some pretty horrible things in these verses, but we have no reason to fear. The creator of heaven and earth is on our side, and he's going to protect us. We show a lack of fear, or a lack of trust of God, excuse me, every time we let something in this world cause us to fear. We are showing our disbelief in God. I find it very convicting that along with this point, verses 7 and 11 end with the word Selah. 
These verses read, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. We need to stop and think about what that means. Yes. yes, if we take our eyes off the Lord, we can look at this world and realize there are scary things. There are things that can cause us to be fearful. But if we keep our eyes on this, we have no reason to fear. It's all in the Lord's control. We have nothing to worry about. I especially enjoy verse 7 and 11, the title of God in here, the God of Jacob. Jacob had a few instances in his life where he needed a refuge and he needed help. And the Lord delivered him every time. None of us have had a situation where a 400-man army was pursuing us, possibly still angry for what we had done to their leader Esau. Yet after a long night of prayer, the Lord provided a refuge to Jacob. We should not fear what is happening in this world, for the Lord is in control. The second point I want to make is in verses 8 and 9, but particularly verse 8, which says, Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. I have a question. How often do you and I think about the desolations the Lord has caused? They're throughout the Bible. If you'll stop and I'll run through a couple of them real quickly, which we'll probably touch on today. There was Egypt. The Lord brought plagues to destroy that nation, then destroyed their entire army in the Red Sea to deliver his children. Amen. Think of Sennacherib's army that brought themselves against Israel. The Lord decided to help them, so he destroyed 185,000 soldiers so completely that in the end of 2 Kings 19, verse 35, it says, And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. That's a pretty good refuge from an army. Think of the impregnable city of Babylon, which our pastor just touched on already. The entire city was taken in one night to bring in Cyrus, who would deliver his people. And then there's also the Roman army who came against Jerusalem in 70 A.D. The Lord protecting his church gave them a warning to get out before that army came. And then they so thoroughly destroyed Jerusalem that it is considered the abomination of desolations. And there are more stories like this in the Bible. But we need to think upon them. It will help us to appreciate God and to remind us of my first point that we have a refuge. We have a help. He will take care of us. This brings you to my third and final point, and it is found in verse 10, which reads, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. This verse has been a favorite of mine for a number of years. And before I had any knowledge of what was going to be talked about two weeks ago or last week, I was convicted to do this song. But in the Lord's providence, our pastor touched on this verse two weeks ago and reminded us that we need to know our God and to be still. Our brother Jonathan last week from Psalm 63 made comments that we need to seek the Lord early in the morning before the distractions of our life consume our attention. This means that the Lord has put conviction into three separate brothers' hearts that we need to spend more time being still. We need to make a concerted effort to be still. We all are busy. I understand that. I'm as busy as many of you in here. That doesn't matter. Get up earlier. Go to bed Late, go to bed earlier. Do what you have to do to spend the time to be still. It will only benefit you. I hope this reminder will revive the conviction. I had conviction two weeks ago and it wanes. I hope this will remind you that tomorrow morning you will get up 15 minutes earlier if that's what it takes to be still and know our God. The last little reminder I have from this, which I take personal comfort in, and I hope this will convict you as well, is verse 10 
The Lord is speaking here, and he says, I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. We have a choice today and every day to exalt the Lord. Let us do it, and Lord help us.